we're in uh, this morning. Y'all know how I teach. Uh, I just can't be in one place, so y'all just get prepared to to move around. We're going to start out in Genesis chapter one. Not too bad. <laughs> and she is right about that. And being that she said that, uh, I want to go ahead and tell you that if we get far enough along in what I've got here, um, we may get into some stuff that's just a little out of the ordinary. So that's my disclaimer. Y'all just hang on. Uh, stay with me. You don't have to believe whatever I teach because it's not going to prevent you or me or anybody else from getting in or not getting into heaven. It's just one of those things that, like I said, when we, uh, when I taught the last time, uh, that it's something that we need that we can use for discussion, and each of us get our own thing. That's what's so great about the Bible. Uh, you can listen to 10 different preachers preach on the same message, and each one of them has got something different out of it. Say again. That's it, yeah. I thought I'd done turned that thing down, but anyway. All right. So last week, not last week, week before, when we had Sunday school, we talked about uh, Satan and the things that... Uh, the different ways that he did things and and you know we just got a little background about him to uh, to have to use in our fight against him and it's like me and Marty was talking after Sunday school um, the more information you have about your enemy the easier it is to fight that enemy so today we're kind of going to keep on that theme and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Satan and then we're going to move into what I've called the supernatural and that's the part that's kind of going to be a little weird can be uh, but just follow along and give it some thought be open-minded so first of all in Genesis chapter 1 we're going to read verse 26 and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness Sorry, guys, I turned two pages instead of one. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, <clears throat> I've always heard this, that when God here says, let us, that he's talking to the other two parts of the Godhead. That could be. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that another thought is if there, if you believe that there's a, they're a triune Godhead, then they all know what the other one knows. It's all the same person. They have the same thought. So God wouldn't say let us 
to them, they would already be thinking, let us. So <clears throat> this kind of goes into the supernatural a little bit. I think that at this point, God looked around the heaven and he said to the whole heaven, let us make man in our image. And I'm gonna, I'll clear this up here in just a minute, so y'all just hang, hang with me. So he said, let us make God, man in our image and let them have dominion over the, the fowl of the air and the sea and the creeping thing and the cattle and all that stuff. So now, if you remember from last time that I taught, this two weeks ago, we talked about how Satan was in the Garden of Eden in the beginning. And if you think about the Garden of Eden real hard, the Garden of Eden was what God had meant for all of creation to be, and that was to have access to him. It said in, over here that after he creates man, that Adam heard his voice walking in the cool of the day. God created a place on earth for man to be able to come and be with him. There'd be a two-way street. And not only was God there, but the whole host of heaven was able to be in Eden. And then we know that Satan came and uh, tricked man and they got kicked out. So then God created another plan in order to get uh, us to be able to, to be with him and to commune with him. So, um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. When we're talking about the triune God and they all know what the other one knows, you don't have to turn there, but I'll turn and, and I'll try to do this quickly. But in St. John chapter 1, should have had these marked and then I forgot what they were for in St. John chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God was with God and the word was God and the, the same was in the beginning with God so we know that he's talking about Jesus here so he's saying that they were all they were the same they're the same John chapter 10 and verse 3. John had a lot to say about Jesus and God being the same. Uh, and Jesus himself did too. That is not the right verse. Okay, we're going to skip that one. Whatever I was looking for is not in John chapter 10, but it says, I and my Father are one. That's Jesus speaking, talking about that. And then in John 14, 9. Oh, thank you, Todd. So in John chapter 10, verse 30, it says, I and my Father are one. That was Jesus talking. And then we go to John chapter 14 and verse 9. And Jesus said unto him, 
I have been so long with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? And then if we go to Colossians chapter 2, In verse 9, it says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So it was saying that Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead in a human form. All right, like I said, I should have, uh, should have went over that with the, the triune God thing. But look, so we go back. God has said to the whole host of heaven, Let us make man in our image. So they come down, and then what happens in verse 27 in Genesis chapter 1? <clears throat> he says, it says, sorry. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So he says to all of heaven, let us go make God in our image. And then verse 27 says that God made man in his own image. And I feel like, personally, at that point is when Satan got jealous. Because he thought that he was going to have a bigger part in the creation of man. Maybe he thought he was going to help uh, look after, rule, guide, however you want to say it, humankind. And then... God makes man in his own image. We're the image of God. And we have all the, the parts. We have the heavenly parts. That's our spirit that goes to be with uh, Jesus when we pass. You know, we're spiritual beings just as much as we're physical beings. Um, and then turn with me right quick to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14, we're going to start in verse 12 and read through 15. And it reads, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So <clears throat> Satan decided that he wanted to be ruler. And he said, it says here that uh, I will ascend, verse 14, above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. <clears throat> And sorry, in 13 it says uh, that he said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. 
just remember that part, the mount of the congregation. We're going to come back to that later. Um, so Satan decided that he was going to rebel. He wanted to be ruler. And then he was cut down. And we went through all that last week, how that uh, he had, that he, the things that he'd done and what happened to him and how that since that point, he has been on a course to change God's plan. And I really believe that Satan thinks that if he can get more people on his side than God's got on his side, that he's going to win. Uh, and also, he knows the scripture, like we talked about last time. He was in the Garden of Eden. He was there in the beginning. He knows the heavenly things. He knows the things that have happened since the beginning of time in our walk of life, you know, in our history, the human history. Um, if you will turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. This is something that just stuck out to me when I was studying this. I'd never really thought about this before. And it goes along with... Uh, some other stuff that we're going to get to later, hopefully, at some point. <clears throat> but in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5, well, let's just start back in, ver in chapter in, Start in verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. All right, I want to stop there and point out something. <clears throat> so Satan come as a serpent to Eve. And if you remember back in the previous chapters, after God created Adam and Eve, he told Adam not to eat of the tree of life, or good and evil. Not to eat of the tree of good and evil. That's all he said. You can have everything else. Everything else in the garden is good to eat. You can have it all. Do not eat of the tree of good and evil. So... Adam had first-hand knowledge not to do that. Now, God never said that to Eve, but Adam, we realize, is supposed to tell Eve not to eat of the tree. We don't know how much time has went on. We don't know how long they've been in the garden. But at some point, Eve has got it in her head that she can't even touch the tree because she says, uh, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So then, I also wanted to point out that in verse 1, the serpent, as Satan, Satan as the serpent, said, Hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He knew what God said. He knows 
every bit of this Bible better than we do. And he will use it against us. But it won't be exactly what's in the Bible. So anyway, she says, she can't eat it, can't touch it. In verse 4, the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. And in verse 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. This is, we're three chapters in. What gods are they going to be like to know good and evil? So far, we only know of one God. The supreme God, the all-knowing God. But here Satan says, you will be as gods. And I think that was Satan making himself a god at that point. You know, he's like, look, I know good and evil. God knows good and evil. Be like us. No good and evil. <clears throat> There is kind of a theme about angels, and you've got to still consider Satan as an angel. He didn't lose any of his angelicness when he fell. He was the angel of light. He's still an angel of light, meaning that he can deceive you with all the brightness and the, the things that he throws out there. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. He makes it look real good. Uh, and he still has all that heavenly knowledge. He didn't turn into the red guy with the horns and a tail and carry a pitchfork. You know, he's, he's still a spiritual being that has all the attributes he had before. He just uses them for himself and not for God. So if you will, turn with me quickly to Psalms 82. read the whole psalm. I'll give you a few minutes to get there. In Psalm 82, if your Bible has little headings, it says, mine says God and the judges, and then it says it's a psalm of Asaph. And I did a little research on Asaph, <clears throat> and he was one of David's three chief musicians. The other were, others were being He-Man and Ethan, Ethan <laughs> or Jaduthan, Ethan and Jaduthan, their name, that's the same person, the name's just interchangeable. Uh, David asked the Levites to call out people to lead the worship music, and these three were the leaders chosen from the tribe of Levi. You can find that in 1 Chronicles 15, verses 16 through 19. Um, when the ark was returned to Jerusalem, it was during that time when they were going to get the ark, he asked for these people to be called out to be the music leaders. 
Uh, and Asaph was also, uh, he also participated in the dedication of the temple when it was built under Solomon. You can find that in 2 Chronicles verses, uh, chapter 5, verse 12. So <clears throat> uh, that's just who Asaph was. And if we start in verse 1 of Psalm 82 here, it says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. You remember that a while ago when I read about the congregation? Same one right here. Verse 2, how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the, uh, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit the nations. <clears throat> now I wrote this down uh, from a literal translation and the word gods is Elohim and El E-L is used for God the true God uh, so I'm going to read this using Elohim and El and it reads, Elohim standeth in the congregation of El. He judgeth among the Elohim. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All of the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are Elohim, and all of you are children of Elion, also another name for God. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O Elohim, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. <clears throat> This is where we're getting into the, the supernatural part. Um, this, I believe, and from what I've studied and found from some other people to believe, is the congregation of angels that God put in charge of the earth. He put angels in charge of the earth over different countries and nationalities and the things that go on. And here he's saying, the psalmist is saying, that they're judging unjustly. And uh, a lot of commentators say that this psalm is just talking about uh, the judges that were the judge, judges of Israel during the period of judges before they had a king. All those judges were men, so I don't think he would have included, me personally, uh, verse 7, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Now, angels are everlasting beings created by God. 
But these, he says, are going to die like men. Um, and I think they're still ruling. We'll get into that in just a little bit in, in a minute. Um, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 8, Deuteronomy 32 and 8, says, When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, and he set bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. <clears throat> now, there's a Latin or a Greek translation uh, that's supposed to be the oldest Greek translation there is that translates the latter half part of that verse uh, where it says according to the number of the children of Israel, it reads according to the number of the angels of God. So I'm not saying that the translation's wrong. I'm just saying that it's out there that they were that they were Bible believing Old Testament people that believed that God had separated the nations and get, there was an angel over each one of them. If you read verse 9, it says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. So, um, and before I go to that, um, Let's go to Genesis again. We're back and forth in Genesis. And we'll go to Genesis chapter 11. And we'll start in verse 1. And it reads, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad into the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, 
that they might not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. Excuse me. So here, if you remember, uh, this is post-flood, and when Noah and his sons and their wives come off of the ark, God told them to replenish the earth again, to go and fill the earth, to scatter abroad to fill the earth. Well, here <clears throat> it says that, that they were one language and one speech, and they wanted to stay together. They didn't want to disperse. So God said, here we go again, he said, let us, I think there again, he was talking to the congregation of heaven. He said, let us go down and confound their language that they might not understand one another. So they came down. He separated the languages. He scattered them abroad. And uh, if you study it out, there were 70 languages, 70 to 72, I think it is, languages that he created here. So my belief is, at this point, he set those angels over each tribe, each language, nationality, however you want to look at it. And then when we think about back to Psalm 82, they had strayed away from what their purpose was. Their purpose, God's portion was Israel. He was keeping Israel and he was going to use them as the light into the world that, you know, everybody wants to be like Israel. Just like we all want to be like Christ. The Old Testament, he wanted everybody to be like Israel. These angels were supposed to guide these other countries into the point of being like Israel. But in Psalm 82, it says that they had lost uh, that and they had corrupted themselves and they were not looking after the people like they were supposed to. <clears throat> Let's go to Job chapter 1 right quick. And I'm going to quit in just a few minutes so we have time between Sunday school and uh, church service. And if y'all don't want me to continue after today, that's fine. Uh, but I think I have one more Sunday school worth of notes if you would like to uh, hear them out. Last I heard, Caleb was praying that I would finish today because he wants to take off next Sunday, but uh, we'll, we'll let the Lord lead and however. <laughs> All right, in Job chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, And now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And then if you read chapter 2 and verse 1, And again there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. I think that's that same congregation of angels. They're coming to give a report to God as to what's going on. And Satan came among them. Uh, and we talked about last time, two weeks ago, about uh, uh, how that 
he no longer has that audience with God after the uh, after Jesus was born. I'm sorry, y'all. I, there was, I'm going to stop right there, but there was one more verse that I wanted to read that I thought was in my notes right here, but apparently it is not. And if y'all will give me, hopefully one more Sunday, I'll tile this in and it'll make a little more sense and not be quite as confusing as I feel like it is right now. Well, I can't find it, but the verse I wanted to read talks about how Jesus... uh, created all things and therefore has power over all things. So this that I'm going over, this supernatural stuff, ties in to what's going on nowadays in current events. Uh, And I'm hoping uh, that that's what I can get out next Sunday if you let me teach. Uh, Somebody come to me and tell me if you don't want me to, okay? (laughs) Uh, But uh, it ties into it and... uh, it's just unreal, and I feel like, I'll get to you in just a minute, Robbie. I feel like that uh, during the Old Testament time, there was, especially in the beginning, there was no veil between heaven and earth. The, Adam and Eve saw all the angels. Uh, they knew the cherubim that was put at the gates of, the, of Eden to block it. You know, there was, a, there was that two-way... Uh, avenue between God and earth at that time. And then I think as time went on, Abraham saw angels. He knew, if you remember, in the story of Abraham when they come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he knew the angels and God, or Jesus, as they were walking to him. You know, they didn't have to come up and introduce themselves. He knew who they were. And I think over time, God put a veil over the supernatural so that we couldn't see it. And as we go along, I think that during the time of the tribulation, that veil, I think, is going to be removed. And a lot of the supernatural stuff that, is, that we don't see that's around us is going to be revealed. And it's going to, the, 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 the evil in the world is going to present it as something that it's not. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can get into that next Sunday and... Um, I had a thought there, that, but it's gone. Robbie, go ahead. That's entirely possible. Uh, he, he is all-knowing, so he would have to know that from the beginning. That's a good point. Anybody else before we close? I feel like it's been a little scattered this morning, but 
hopefully I can tie it all back together and you can make sense of it. Up here, it's real good. But when it comes out here, <laughs> it gets a little muddled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Kimberly, would you like to close this in prayer, please?